Hey, welcome back to another Pella Tax Podcast, where we come through with the best tax information that we know of. And many people are starting to realize that because this legend in the tax industry, Mr. Dan Pella, who is always our special guest, he's talking about things that most people are not even talking about or thinking about. And we got a big one because now we're reaching the end of the year. So Dan, I got some questions here for you, if you don't mind, because we want to talk about end-year tax planning and strategies. Right now, we've got about a, less than a month to go before the end of 2023, and I'm going to ask you a few questions, but just high level, the sure. year-ending tax strategies. You did a powerhouse article on this. Like, what, what, what was your motivation for that, Dan? Well, the motivation is to give people the tools they need to wrap the year up properly, Jay, for a couple of reasons. Number one, reduce their tax liability to the lowest legal level. And number two, don't get blindsided by a tax liability that you're surprised by that you owe and can't pay. So there's two goals in mind here, giving people the tools they need going forward to keep them out of trouble with the IRS. Well, you know, one thing that a lot of folks not, might not be thinking about, if it's applicable to them, prepaying state income yeah. taxes. Yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah. this again, folks. Prepaying state. If you have income taxes in your state. So Dan, here's the deal. You had an article that I was checking out. You suggest prepaying state income taxes before December 31st. Could you just do us a favor, favor, elaborate on that and the, the best strategies that can benefit a taxpayer that has to pay state income tax? And are there any downsides or pitfalls to that? Dan? Yeah, yeah. first of all, what, why would you pay your state income taxes before April 15th, right? Everybody wants to put the tax off, the payment off as late as they possibly can. And there's certainly some, some merit to doing that. But when we're talking about state income taxes, you don't get to claim a deduction until the expense is paid. So when we're talking about 2023 taxes, most people pay those taxes in April of 2024 when they file their return. Well, that means you don't get a deduction until tax year 2024. That means it's going to be April of 2025 when you file that tax return. So oh. it's over a year away before you get the benefit of the deduction. If you know you're going to owe state taxes, let's say you know for a fact you owe three grand in state taxes. Well, if you pay it now in December, you get the deduction in 2023 for the payment that you made in 2023. That reduces your 2023 federal tax liability. Now, you have to look at your situation because there is a caveat here. And the caveat is that with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that came into effect in, in uh, January of 2018, the deduction for federal and state taxes is capped at $10,000. Oh. So you've already paid more than at or above the uh, $10,000 limit for state income taxes between your, between your state income tax withholding and your real estate taxes. If you're already at or above the 10 grand, it's not going to help you to prepay. Now you might as well just wait until April. But you got to look at your situation, Jay, to see where you're at. Most people don't know where they're at until they get their tax return prepared. That's a mistake. All right. You need to be looking at your situation now as we go forward. I like this. This is great stuff. Now, I'm gonna, I got another one. I promise y'all we're going to get the best out of Dan today. So wage withholding and estimated payments is my next question. How should taxpayers approach reviewing their wage withholding or estimated tax payments, and what are some of the common errors 
to avoid in this process, Dan? Well, well, the first common error, Jay, is nobody looks at it at all. No one pays any attention to it whatsoever. They, they, When they get their new job, Jay, if you're a wage earner, you get your new job, you right. file your W-4 with your employer, you sign it, you put some numbers on it. Most people don't even know what the numbers mean. They just fill it out, they sign it, and they forget about it. And that's the end of it, and they never look at it again. Self-employed people are not paying attention to their estimated payments. This strategy that we're talking about here is the first cousin to what we just talked about prepaying your income taxes the way you understand whether you're going to need to prepay uh, state income taxes or not is by looking at your wage withholding now mm -hmm. here's the other reason why we want to look at wage withholding you don't have a responsibility jay to pay more taxes than you owe 85 percent right. of the people in america get a tax refund not because the government got religion and decided to send you free money <laughs> you get a tax I think most money. people think they're getting free money yeah, they're, 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 you're not getting free money you're getting your money back because you overpaid your tax wow. you don't have to overpay and so what i encourage people to do is look at their wage withholding this time of year and see what your situation is let's say your 2022 income tax liability federal income tax liability was ten thousand dollars here we are at the end of 2023 your situation is about the same as it was in 2022 so you're going to owe about the same amount of money 10 grand but you already got you already got $12,000 in wage withholding. Well, Jay, you don't need to subject yourself to another month's right. worth of wage withholding when you've already paid enough tax in. Right. right, you can stop the wage withholding for one month. Then you got to restart it again in January. Don't make the mistake of not restarting it. But okay. you got to, you can stop the wage withholding in December. You don't have an obligation to overpay your tax. And that way you get your tax refund in your paycheck every week or, or uh, you know, in December going forward before the end of the year. You don't have to wait for the IRS to send it back to you sometime in what? June, July, August of next year when you- So, uh, so Dan, uh, in order to stop that, they just go to their employer and say, hey, I don't want wage withholding. This. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You got to redo your W your W four form. You fill okay. it out. You increase your allowances to stop the withholding. But then remember, now this is a very, very important caveat. You got to change it back in January because okay. if you don't change it back in January, you do not want to run the risk, Jay, of going, right. you know, six, eight, 10 months in 2024 with no wage withholding, you know, that'll be a disaster when it comes to the end of the year. That'd be a big old lump sum. Exactly. You're going to have a great big tax liability. For self-employed people, Jay, they do the same thing, except they're going to look at their estimated payments, All right, okay. Self-employed people are required to make estimated payments four times a year. Your last estimated payment is, is, is due January the 15th. But if you've already paid in enough tax over these first three quarters that your liability is mostly or, or completely covered, you don't have to make a fourth payment. You don't have to overpay your taxes. You have to pay, you have to pay what you owe, but you don't have to pay more. I love that. I love it. Hopefully this is really helping everybody out. And again, we're going to have a, a series of three. We're going to do another one next week, another one the following week. So we keep everybody up to speed on how to finish the year 2023 out the right way. Dan, final question I got for you. Financial review and tax liability, I'm sorry, tax liability forecast. So yeah. a financial review and a tax liability forecast. Why is this important for individuals? to review their financial situation before the end of the year and how can this help them manage their unexpected 
tax liability. Well, that's that, and that's the key word, Jay, unexpected. We don't want an unexpected tax liability. We want to know what's on the horizon. Uh, listen, every single year, year after year, for decades, about three and a half million people file tax returns with the IRS and they can't pay the tax. All right. Three and a half million people yeah, every single year, year after year, get themselves into a situation where they're facing enforced collection, wage levies, bank levies, property levers, property seizures and tax liens. You can avoid all of that if you do a little pre-planning. Now is the time to sit down, look at your situation. And this goes hand in hand with the other two strategies we've already talked about today. All right. This is part and parcel of that planning strategy. So you know what you're up against. Most people don't know they owe a tax liability until their tax return preparer hands them the tax bill right. and says, oh, by the way, you owe $7,000. Well, where the heck did that come from? Right. It came from the fact that maybe you earned a little bit more income this year, or maybe it came from the fact that you didn't have quite as many deductions this year as you had last year. You have to stay on top of this, particularly as a small business owner, Jay, because small business owners don't have wage withholding. All right. Mm. People with increased salaries, right? Increased W-2 wages. Well, they naturally get increased wage withholding. Right. So that's why 85% of those people get a refund. It's the small business people that end up blindsided by tax liabilities because they're not paying attention to their situation. Now right. is the time with a month left in the year to sit down, do an annual, do a, a year-end profit and loss statement. Figure out where you stand. Look at your situation. If you've underpaid, you got one more estimated payment you can make in January to catch up. If you're overpaid, like I said, you don't have to make another one, but you don't want to be blindsided in April. If you know that you've got a substantial tax liability coming up, you need to do some planning right now to get ready for that. Not the least of which is understanding what your rights are to get an installment agreement or a payment plan with the IRS if you need that. And we can talk about that going forward. Jay, uh, that's one of the things that we that we probably want to cover going forward. Yes, but I'll tell you this right now: it is critical to do some year-end tax planning, and I will I guarantee you, almost nobody does it, Jay, and it's a mistake. And everybody that does do it, most people get a big benefit out of doing it, no and they're relieved they Absolutely. did it, right? And you got to do it anyway. I mean, this is the thing: people think, "Well, Dan, you're heaping all these extra uh, extra uh, chores on me." No, I'm not. You have to do this anyway. You got to produce, if you're a self-employed person, you have to produce a profit and loss statement for your tax preparer so they can do your tax return anyway. If you've got any kind of a decent bookkeeping system, your bookkeeping, your bookkeeping system is keeping track of your income and expenses so you can produce a profit and loss statement anyway. The work has to be done anyway, Jay. So don't think this is more chores that you're facing right. that you, than you otherwise would. What I'm doing here is giving you ideas that will keep you out of trouble. And that's what we want to do with our Pillow Tax Academy listeners here. Right. Keep them out of trouble, Jay. That's the goal. One last thing. So um, a little blitz for our, our business owners. All right. Let's just say right now, somebody listens to this podcast in the next 24 to 48 hours, and they go over to Pillow Tax Academy. They own a business. Do you suggest that even though it's right now towards the end of the year, that they take the small business mastery course that you did? Absolutely, Jay. For, for, first of all, two things. Number one, you subscribe to the Small Business Tax Mastery course. That's a tax deduction for your business. Wow. Right? So it's a it's tax deductible expense for you as a small business person. Number one, 
it's going to give you ideas going forward on how to minimize your tax liability and keep you out of trouble. The Small Business Tax Mastery course is based on more than 40 years of experience that I have litigating with the IRS on, on behalf of small businesses. I've represented small businesses all across the country, hundreds and hundreds of them, Jay, in every kind of a tax case you can imagine, and a few that you probably can't. I've had, I've had uh, countless cases in the United States tax court where I've litigated on behalf of, the, of, of small businesses and hundreds and hundreds of audits and appeals. I know where the IRS attacks small businesses. I know how small businesses get in trouble with the IRS. I know the mistakes they make and how the IRS capitalizes on those mistakes. So the Small Business Tax Mastery Guide is going to help you avoid all of those mistakes and maximize your tax deductions and stay out of trouble at the same time. It is a critical course, Jay, for anybody that's in business. And I don't care how good your accountant is. There's plenty of great accountants out there. You and I both know a lot of good accountants, and that's fine. It's important to have uh, quality accounting help. But the vast majority of accountants don't have any experience with litigating with the IRS. They don't know where the mistakes are made and how the IRS capitalizes on these mistakes. And most importantly, they don't know how to win the cases in court. I've been winning cases in court for over 40 years, Jay. Wow. I know how to do it. I know how to keep your business out of trouble with the IRS. So this is why you want to take advantage of the Small Business Tax Mastery course right now. Listen, Robert Mailer, the ex-senior vice president of Pepsi-Cola for 10 years. He went through that course that Dan has on the Small Business Tax Mastery. He's got a Wharton Business, business School degree, graduated from Bucknell. He said that is the most incredible course out of all his classes, through all his schooling that he's taken, because now he's out in the world as an entrepreneur. And he said if he had had this, it had took so much fear out of him when he came out of going into business. So that's something everybody wants to take advantage of. Go P-I-L-L-A. Not your pillow that you sleep on, but Pilla as in Dan. PillaTaxAcademy.com. We'll catch you back here for another episode next week. Thank you, Dan, for awesome, awesome information. We appreciate you. My pleasure, Jay. See you soon.